swamp ass radiation. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Florian and Spencer. Smoking a bowl, sir. Rock on. Smoke on. Smoke weed every day. I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. We have blunts here. I've never done a blunt. I'd do one. Yeah, he does seem a bit woozy, doesn't he? Let them smoke weed. In the bold. In in the bold. In in the bold. You are feeling that shit. Dance and move your legs around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, she's dead. And everyone's like, ah, oh, right, cool, kinky, yeah, right, ah, oh, nice, look. You come for me. I just want to say I'm not afraid. That's right. Fearless. Completely unafraid. And back in the bowl for another one. Today is 4-4, you dirty horse. That's right, April 4th, 2023, and you're listening to episode 236, turns out, of Bull After Bull. I'm your host, with the mustache, Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I'm the delicious dame, DeLorean. Oh, look at that. Would you look at that? Added a thing on the fly. Because my brain is so fucked right now. The hey. brain is fried. Fried brain. Fried brain is not even Friday. Fried brain on Tuesday. But thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being out there. Lending your ear. Tuning in. Bowling out. We absolutely love having you around. And, uh, yeah, a little later start than usual, because, uh, what can I say? The students took it right up to the edge this time. Right up to the edge of my time. Edging, huh? Yeah. Well, it is kind of the, uh, week where everything comes together, and it's like the most dense week of the course, and there's a lot of material to get through, and, uh, you know, I just want to, I don't, I don't want anybody lagging behind or, like, needing to play catch-up, you know what I'm saying? Just because I had to dip or whatever, so... Yeah. You know, I want to give them my full everything that I can. Because you're a great teacher. Yeah. Yeah. I and just, uh, you know, I care. I care deeply about their about their success. And uh, that's why. That's all. Simple as. Simple as. We had a great Bulls with Buds on Friday with Massey Bear and Tunta. Yes, indeed we did. It was fantastic. Yeah, that was a fun one. What a fun one, man! They really brought their A game, and uh, A game indeed. You know, Chuncha warned me that he was gonna bring his A game, but I didn't really know what that meant. And they had like a whole quiz prepared for us. They had a whole thing, peppering us with questions and such. And we learned a lot. Yeah, they just kind of <laughs> brought it on as this whole kind of recap from their journey of uh, becoming more self reliant and uh, less dependent on centralized bullcrap which is you know the things we've been talking about for uh, a couple years now 
Coming up on three, huh? That lifestyle, you know, do the little things that you can. Because you can't, like, be a purist and unplug all the way. I mean, you can, but it's, like, grisly, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, once you're born, you're here. We do live in a society as uh, unfortunate as some aspects of that might be. And there is a way to opt all the way out, but it's not pretty, and it's not, like, the answer. But you can do what little you can to pull yourself out of these centralized traps, you know? Everybody relies on all of this crap every day. And so we just try to do a little piece-by-piece stuff, you know? That was the whole uh, thing behind the chickens. That was the whole thing behind uh, building and running your own node, jumping up and down about it. And, uh, yeah, we still are in the city, which we'd like to be out of the city. But, uh, you know. Make the most of it. Making little pieces, little little pieces work at a time. Yeah. Got the garlic growing. Mm-hmm. Gardens going. I think that the uh, the fixing of all of these centralization. Whoa, zowie, zowie. Excuse me. Oh, could you look at that pin action? Oh, I see it. Oh. The, uh, what was I saying? No, the, the, the solve of the problem of over-centralization is going to be a multi-generational effort. And uh, there's no way we can get it all done in our lifetime. But if we take the steps to start, then, you know, we can raise children that won't even know of a life that was as fucked as as, as ours was, you know? Yeah. More independence. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. And uh, it just takes a, uh, all of us doing it. So they're over there doing it. Tooch and Mousy Bear, we're over here doing what we can. And one step at a time, baby. Yep. That was such a nice talk. It was refreshing yes they inspire me no doubt no doubt we have another inspirational bulls with buds coming up by the way we do i'm very excited this is gonna be a cool one this is gonna be a first for the bowl um i'm not sure if he's been on some other stuff at all out there we'll have to ask him but uh, at least a first for us m andrew jones is gonna be joining us this friday this friday at nine the regular normal time for normal people to start a normal show. Just kidding. There's nothing normal about any of this. Uh, but yes, you may have heard of the uh, novella that he sent the bowl a while back. And he sent a few of our friends the same uh, novella, Metal. He wrote Metal, which I have actually a copy of in my hands right here. Great story of a uh, cool rock and roll chick who's... Uh, Gets into an interesting adventure. And then I am actually working through Children of the Broken Moon, which is another one of his works. Uh, So I'm almost to the halfway point in that. And it's been a nice cruise of a read, although it's uh, significantly longer than metal. Um, It's a a cool one. It's like a totally different universe that it's set in. Um, It's like, it kind of has like a Tolkien-ish feel or setting. You know, they're... uh, a lot of the elder races invoked, like worms and elves, and uh, you know the weaponry is a little bit dated. Although there are muskets, Ooh. but a musket is kind of like the the creme de la creme of all the weapons. You know, it's like the most advanced, at least what I've seen so far. Then there's magic, of course. So uh, yeah, that's been a killer read so far. Interested to see where it goes because. Uh, Judging from metal, you know, uh, M. Andrew Jones is a guy who knows how to use a little twist and turn action, too, so. Yes. So that's fantastic stuff. I'm excited about that. That'll be, like I said, 9 Central this Friday, so hope you join us for that. Be there, 
or be square. And That's none right. of the bowlers are squares, so. Be there or kick your derriere. Hey. That rhymes too. Um, Wowie zowie. Did you catch the Behind the Schemes uh, newsletter? I don't know if you saw this, but... Uh, I may have. I had a con- contributing image that they decided to throw oh. right, right at the very end. Yes. A beaut. I have been... Uh, over the f- past month, I've been like totally limited in what night shows I can listen to because I'm doing night classes. And then during the day, I've put myself in a little code hole learning more to be able to kind of deliver on some of these... Um, projects that I've been lamenting for so long. I decided to just quit bitching and get in the kitchen about it. So I've been kind of out of the loop as far as uh, people's shows and what they're talking about and what they're doing out there. But I have been able to uh, kind of lurk the chats, yeah? And uh, in lurking the chats, I've seen Lavish recently uh, having a trip to the dental hygienist, which he was uh, very keen on talking to... Uh, about in the chats and I'm sure on the show and uh, you know something that uh, affected him profoundly (laughs) which I think I don't know the dentist stuff man every time it comes up it's always like something you want to talk about I think we've been over this a few different times (laughs) yeah the dentist comes into the bowl a lot but but the hygienist the hygienist is another story and so uh, I found him a good image because he was like you know you ever like uh, really you know Develop a crush on your hygienist. And yeah, the reason is because you're like laying all the way back and then she's like peering down at you and she's sitting in this little swivel chair and her chest is probably like right in your face as she's leaning over. And uh, it's pretty much an occupation where you got to like lean on someone's head slash face. And so I was like, oh, I know the perfect. So I just did this picture of uh, this hygienist with her big boobs uh, smashed up against the guy's head. Yeah, her blouse is completely open. Uh, yeah. And I guess it landed so well they put it in the newsletter. I was, <laughs> that had me dying last night when I saw that. Thank you for your contribution. Yeah. If you need, uh, any kind of, uh, oddly specific scenario in which titties are involved, I'm your man. <laughs> I can find you that. That is out there. I've seen it probably. If not, if I have not seen it, I will f- find it in a couple minutes. I'll get it. I'm guessing the dentist is a great setting for porn. There are a lot of dentist pornos. There's more doctor's office ones, but dentist is close behind. The dental chair, it's made for fucking. There's a lot of opportunity there, right? I mean, it's like... uh, It goes up, it goes down. It's fluid proof, pretty much. Oh, yeah. So, it's designed to be that way. And yeah, it goes up and down. Leans all the way back. Yeah. Make it flat. That's exactly right. So yeah, it, it makes perfect sense, man. I didn't really have a recap written out like I usually do because I was so pressed for time. But uh, we also kind of been nose to the grindstone around here. That's right, yeah. Lately too. So there's nothing really of super big time interest to report. Um, My freelance work is feast or famine. And right now, it's a feast. I like feast. I like feast. You know why? Why? I like money. Oh, yeah. That's a good reason. <laughs> yeah. Also, I like money. Damn, I don't know why that was so blown out. My audio is being very mean to me tonight. Very mean. It's punishing me, in fact, for not being more prepared. Uh, you know who never punishes us, though? The and bowlers? I, I don't know why, but it's the bowlers. That's right. Bowlers are always there uh, through the thick and thin of it. And uh, they're getting value out. 
And we can tell every week because they're sending that value back. And uh, that's in the form of PayPal's and a boost to the show and of clips and of voicemails and uh, you name it. There's so many different ways to chip in, to contribute, to, uh, you know, turn a dumb coined phrase. But uh, it really boils down to the, the first rule. First rule of being a smoker is it's bad manners to keep bumming all the damn time. And the bowlers know that better than anybody, and they step up every week and give us all kinds of stuff to uh, talk about and be thankful for. And we like to thank them right up front for their value contributions to the show because it really does keep everything running in a literal sense and in a technical sense. Uh, We pay for the servers to keep the show streaming. If you're listening to it live, we keep uh, paying the web host to keep our website up, etc. So all that stuff, you know goes out and the bowlers put it back in including uh coming in on april 1st of all days uh kevin s hey kevin kevin s thank you of the uh central coast of California. we appreciate you with your five dollar month's donation and it was not a joke it wasn't a joke it was real it was real uh well you mean u.s dollars about as real as it gets some call it funny money but uh Lots of people accept it, so there you go. There you have it. It's worth it to come in because uh, that's what all of the bills in the month are denominated in, turns out, you know? Mm-hmm. People jump up and down about a uh, Bitcoin standard or hyper-Bitcoinization, um, but I think that's sort of an eventual, eventuality. There's still a, there's still a road to trod that the dollar is going to make you the bitch of, unfortunately, as that may be. Uh, but fortunately we can still grab and squirrel away all those lovely, lovely Bitcoins in little pieces at a time. We call Satoshis. Satoshi is the smallest unit of Bitcoin you can send. And it is the equivalent of one one hundred millionth of a whole Bitcoin. And lots of bowlers boost these little sats in and stream them live during the show and stream them as they listen later, uh, in time and, all of this is possible through the power of nude podcasting. In fact, if you take all of your clothes off right now and go to nudepodcastapps.com, you can join in on the fun. Get yourself a nude podcast app and uh, see what it's all about. Send some boosts, just like Harv Hat does every time we fade out a show. And uh, he's my go-to bookmark in the helipad. I just scroll down to where he sent it last week, and here it is, 1420 sets. Uh, this time it comes out of Podverse. No note, just the boost. And I think he lined it up almost perfectly with the outro this last time. It was, like, magical. Uh, Thanks, Harvat. We appreciate you, brother. 3333 is the next one. That's coming uh, from Dame Trail Chicken. Oh, bok bok. Thank you. And uh, she just says V4V. Oh, nice. Yeah. Thank God I have not added that to the board yet, but it's still up in a tab because I'm a tabs as bookmarks kind of guy. So nice. thank you, Booberry, for sending me that <laughs> absolutely on the fly. And thank you, Dame Trail Chicken, for a 3333 out of Fountain, by the way. Then we had 11111 11, from Bowley Steed. Bowley. She's in the bowl. She's boosting on the Fountain app. And she says, Sir Tunta of the Ditch People. Music, bowls with buds. Oh, yes, that was a... Uh, boost that came in during the uh, 
Toontown Mousy Bear episode. And so we did credit her on that episode as well. By the way, I want to thank Toontown Mousy Bear again as uh, their own contributors. Uh, f- they refused the split. They He did not want to mess with it. And he said, please consider it a donation. And so he has passed the split back to the show. And uh, we very much appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. We we want to give you sats, though. Yeah. So, um, take our sats. If you ever change your mind, like 30 years from now, they're like, oh. It's about them sats. Get them sats from back in 2023. Sats back. I'll be like, uh, turns out they're actually right here. Yep. Um, so yes, let me see. Gotta look for the Harv Hat delineator of the yes, end of the episode. True. That's true. Is there a wiki feed entry for DeLorean? We talked about that a little bit. Ah, here's some test tokes, in fact. Um, it's gotta be this one here. Net Ned. Net Ned. 7777 coming in from Net Ned and Fountain. Sack of sevens for bowls with buds. Thanks, Net Ned. Eighty-eight eighty-eight says from Lavish, who asked, Who is this guest? He sounds like a good boy. Lavish. Uh, that's coming out of Fountain as well. C-Dub's doing some test, test, tokes from the podcast index. I think that he test, test, tokes the boost bot that he operates and tried to set him up with some more inbound liquidity. I had not realized that his was one of the channels that I lost in the uh, force closing. Mm. But things have been so stable over the past month or so that... Uh, yeah, I knocked exactly. on wood for you. Thank you. I guess I'm knocking over here, too. Um, yeah, we opened up a few more channels, and one was to his boost bot, Planet Boost. Uh, by the way, that is another way to contribute. If you're a nodey boy out there running a node, running a lightning node, inbound liquidity to the show, either Lorian's node or my node, and in la- inbound liquidity to Planet Boost that uh, runs a lot of the No Agenda shows. Um, I didn't realize this, but some people like rely on the planet boost node itself for, for the boostergram readings. Oh, so I didn't even think about that as an aspect, but uh, yeah, if you can open channels to these nodes and provide inbound liquidity to these nodes, that is another way that you can just contribute value. And uh, if you play the fee game, right, you can even, you know, make your money back on the channel open and, and maybe even a little extra to uh, open future channels with. So inbound liquidity is just another, yet another way to contribute value and be a whole piece of this uh, excellent party we've got going on. Value after value. Yeah, that's right. Keeps coming. Uh, saw a new face on the list earlier with a little 69-69 action. Ooh. 69! 69, dudes! It's coming out of Fountain from Dag. So welcome, Dag. Oh, thanks, Dag. I've seen Dag over in the green room. Yeah, I like Dags. <laughs> Do you like Dex? <laughs> like to give me Mary Kevin. Uh next up, 6969. 6969, dudes! This one coming from Hey Citizen out Ooh. of Podverse. That's our boy. Uh who brought you such wonderful jingles as the one I Always forget to play opening this up. I'm gonna do some sets. I've got 40,000 in my wallet. I'm, I'm, I'm boosting value contribution. This is fucking awesome. Oh, one day. One day I'm gonna have a checklist, like a flight path, flight pattern checklist thing of uh, everything. 
Really? It doesn't seem like your style. No. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I'm going to keep fucking this up forever. Uh, no, he says, light up, laugh, and learn with a lovely late Tuesday, lit moon, Lorian, and lupus, lively listen. Hey, and he's oh. got a little got a little moon in there and a wolf, uh, little emoji action. And hey. alliteration to the max. I see what you did there. I like it. Fantastic. I like it a lot. Fantastic. Thanks, Thank you, hey, citizen. Appreciate you. Uh, 4269 from Harv Hat. He knows that we went live and he hits that 4269. I love it. It's like clockwork. That's out of CurioCaster. Smacking them pins. That's right. He's uh, bringing that pin action. And look at this pin action. Oh. Oh. Uh, 6666 from Bowley Steed. Yeah. Bully Bowley. And uh, she says, from Fountain, really enjoyed the last Bowls with Buds. Fun and informative Toonta and Mousy Bear. They always bring the facts, man. Yes. I, I was very impressed with that. They were like, do you mind if we ask you some questions? And I was like, shit, I could just lean back and uh, ask, answer some questions. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I like put my guard down and everything. And they were like, not the easiest questions. Yeah. I, I, mean, I only nailed one of them. What's it cost to feed a chicken for a whole year? Hmm. Not much. Not much, turns out. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, yeah, I agree, Bully Steed. They are the greatest. Yes. Very valuable bowlers. Another popular boost uh, coming in here tonight, 6969. 69! 69, This one's coming out of Boost CLI. There's a boy running his own node, running with some scissors out front. That's Booberry. Boobs. Booberry Black Man. He says, the best part about having sex with a teacher is that they'll make you keep doing it till you get it right. Oh, hey. I like that. Yeah, I'd rather play dumb than be dumb, if you know what I'm saying. Stretch that out to the max. It's a good tip. You're always learning something when you hang out with Booberry. That's what I appreciate about him. Uh, 11-8-21. As we all know, that's an extended... Coming in from your boy Pfeiffer down Pfeiffer. there in the southwest corner of the state. Thanks, Pfeiffer. See you down there, brother. And uh, he's boosting out a fountain. He says, bedtime boost. Oh, night-night, Pfeiffer. He's going to fall asleep to the sound of our voices and have very weird dreams once we hit the lanes, I'm sure. Indeed. I don't know what you got in store for us, but it's always something off the wall, so... Oh, it's fantastic. And yes, that concludes or at least catches us up to the present... Uh, for the boosts, although you do hear the pins slapping throughout the show, and we do um, kind of check in between segments to make sure all the bowlers are credited and uh, thanked as they deserve. So thank you. Thank you for making this a new live son of a bitch and an interactive one at that. And uh, it's, it's just the journey has been so crazy. Yeah, and boosting is the bomb. I love it. And uh, we are always going to be just... Absolutely. Head over the heels pushing this so hard. The bowl after bowl guys are pushing the value for value so hard. That's right. Value makes the world go round. No doubt. No and doubt. as you mentioned, there's other ways to contribute value. You can simply pass the bowl to a friend who might enjoy it. We love seeing new bowlers. Hi, new bowlers, if you're listening. And you can make art. You can send us little isos, jingles, anything and everything. We accept it all. But perhaps the easiest way is to leave us a voicemail, call and say hi, or answer our first time I ever question, which this week, we want to hear about the first time you 
ever sat on a heated seat. All you have to do is pick up your phone and... Call 816-607-3663 and the player voice will That's right. We'll play it. We don't screen them. We just listen to them. Yeah. And if you're voice shy like me... You can always text your answer or send a picture. God, I love that jingle. Me too. Every time I hear it, I'm just like a big Chris fan. <laughs> I'm just like, oh. But every time we play it, Chris dies inside a little bit, he I does. think. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> uh, we got to keep killing him softly with his own song. That's what I like about it. One of the many things. Yeah, so uh, around this time, I usually... Roll into my own little segment I've developed that I uh, aptly named. And uh, it's all about high energy and nonsense words. That's why that's the perfect jingle to lead us into it. Uh, we talk about Bitcoin news and also what uh, the hell it's like to run your own node. And a lot of listeners, they listen and they go, oh, Jesus, I don't want any part of this, uh, which is not the point. You need to go back and re-listen. You've clearly misunderstood uh, the whole delivery. That's, that's not the point. The point is, don't be afraid because, uh, you know, if, if idiots like us can do it, then you can do it too. And don't start with that whole, oh, God, but you're this uh, techno wizard, whatever Hillary Clinton said. No, I'm just a regular guy doing regular shit. And uh, I happened to put a node on a Raspberry Pi, which is like what all of the walkthroughs suggest that you do. Uh, in fact, I've been trying for quite some time just on a regular Linux box to put another node, and uh, I'm having an incredibly hard time. Mm. But the Raspberry Pi, what's nice about it is it's just kind of this universal machine that always is the same. And once you flash an OS on it, Onto a uh, little thumb, little SD card, little micro SD card. The same kind that you stick in like a, like your phone, your Selima phone. The little bitty one. You jam that into a Raspberry Pi, you turn the fucker on and it just boots up. You pick a password and then, uh, you know, whether you use Umbral or you use MyNode or you use uh, Raspy Blitz. That's the one I do. Or you use, uh, what's the other one that people like? I know that uh, the Survival Podcast guy likes it. Uh, Embassy. Embassy OS. That's another great option. Uh, all of these can be built just on a regular Raspberry Pi. And uh, you launch it up, crank it up, plug in a hard drive, and you're off to the races. What do you have? You have your own bank and payment processor. I'm not trying to, uh, I don't know, say anything other than the bald truth of it. Like, this is kind of a weird time uh, when it comes to money and accepting payments and transferring payments and uh, having a bank and, you know, people are chewing on their nails going, oh, my stocks or my bonds or my investments or my bank account or my savings. Or like, it's all kind of up in the air and it's there's some banks failing. The fiat system is uh, starting to kind of crumble and crack. What could, you hedge, what could you do to hedge against that all? I don't know. Maybe run your own bank and payment processor on a fucking computer. Seems pretty cool to me, that's all. That's all I'm trying to say. And uh, the jargon, 
well, we can cut through that eventually, but everybody's got to start somewhere. And uh, where I started actually was Voltage, which is a service I don't really talk about enough. Uh, I believe, uh, I want to say their URL is getvoltage.io, now that I think about it. Oh, uh, let's find out. Let me look it up, because this is important. This is where I started at square one. No, that ain't it. Don't, don't type that into your browser. Let me just type get voltage. Anyway, voltage was kind of a rent-a-node a option, but it allowed me to kind of learn what the hell was going on. And they did have a one-year uh, voltage.cloud. That's the correct URL. Excuse me and forgiveness, uh, please, Graham. Um, but, like, this isn't part that I prepared ahead, obviously. Um, voltage is a way that you can spin up a node. You don't really have to even go track down a Raspberry Pi or figure out how to install it. You just rent their machine, and they're going to give you an interface to interact with a node. And you can still uh, store Bitcoin on it, open up channels, etc., etc. You got a little ride the lightning interface they give you. Uh, and you have a Thunder Hub that you can get into. Thunder Hub is usually what I use to manage my node. All of this stuff doesn't really have to be hard. It's just if you've never poked around in it before and you're hearing channels and liquidity and management and, oh, no, I had a problem and my channel force closed, uh, it seems very daunting. It seems like, oh, God, why would I want to step in that pile of poo? Uh, but once you're in here and uh, you, you feel the benefits and you see uh, your money and have full control over it, you don't have to worry about who's shutting down what, when. You don't have to worry about, oh my god, is uh, Blue Wallet turning their node off? Because it turns out, Blue Wallet turned their node off. Uh, I think that we talked about this in February, because this was the original announcement, was like at the very end of February, Blue Wallet was like, hey, we're going to turn off lightning custodying. Uh, why, I'm not really sure. Uh, I don't think they ever really gave a full official explanation, as far as I saw. Fear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's my guess. I mean, uh, it's a really weird time, and uh, a lot of people are pretty worried about regulation, right? Uh, other people are like, well, maybe we just do this our own self, right? Do this our own self. You may have heard of a phrase called, I lost all my Bitcoin in a boating accident. Uh, people use the same thing for guns when they talk about it. And it's always very tongue-in-cheek, but there is a certain amount of stupidity... Um, that one not just can claim, I'm not saying you can claim stupidity, but just you have the benefit of stupidity when you're just doing it by yourself, right? And so I don't like really know what all this does kind of thing, you know, if somebody's crawling up your ass about certain things. <laughs> I don't know. But you have control. You have full control over what's going on. You don't have to wait for somebody else to release your funds. You don't have to request them. Daddy, can I have a little bit of my money out of my account, please? I put my password incorrectly. Daddy, can I please? Ah, oh, fuck all that. I'd rather be in charge. Does it come with a little bit of a learning curve? Hell yeah, it does. And you know what you gain from that? Knowledge, learning, it's good, it's fun, it's good for you. It will be good for you. That's why we encourage everybody every single fucking week to build a node. Uh, we did finish, by the way, our big ring of fire. Oh! I'm happy to announce we finally got that balance. That was a bitch of a ring of fire. Just to get back on the uh, telling everybody how hard this shit is. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, I think that we said it best in the chat earlier. 
you have never had a problem with your note ever. That's correct. Not even one. Set it and forget it, baby. Not even, oh, this happened and it sucked. No, I just have to update. You just update it regularly. And I think that the reason is you're not dicking around. You're not, you're not making rings of fire. You're not. No, but I've been a part of many. You have been a part of many. Yeah. But you're not like trying to run a balance script. You're not adding uh, unnecessary bullshit onto your node, you know. I, I just have a bunch of different things. Like, one of the things you can install on any Node app store is the Bitcoin white paper. And it's like uh, the Bible of Bitcoin, kind of. It's like a holy relic document. And uh, you can get that fucker anywhere. Like, there's no reason to have a copy of the fucking white paper on your Node. But you just see that. And then you're like, oh, yes, yes, but it would uh, align with the principles, you know? And you, like, feel like, uh, oh the bitcoin white paper i will download it on my node but you don't need a pdf on your node like this doesn't really do anything for you you yeah my node is business only yeah i'm just too easily distracted by that kind of shit what else can i put on there i had to take off so much stuff mempool doesn't work on there anymore i had to fucking take it all off yeah oof craziness craziness man my node it's seen some action i mean it's got me through two Bitcoin block parties. Yes. Seamlessly. I That's mean, true. it was faster than trying to do credit card transactions. Isn't that wild? Yes That's, and no. It makes sense. It makes perfect sense, but at the same time, it's like, this is what people want to stay in the comfort zone about. You know, they're like, well, I, I understand how put a card chip in works, and I understand how I can Venmo, and I understand, you know, like... I can just do 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 it, and I already know how. But the know-how in the Bitcoin thing, like, all it does, all it takes is going out and doing it a couple yeah. of times, and all of a sudden, then you have real-life experience doing that. Yep. And you find, oh, wow, I got instant settlement. Oh, Jesus, I don't have to batch it at the end of the night, because already, I already own it. Like, when the customer turns and walks away with the shit you sold them, you already own fully the money they gave you for it. Like, it's already in your custody fully. There's no waiting to clear. There's no withdrawal. There's no three days, seven business days. There's none of that. It's just fucking yours right there at the at the time of sale. It's it, gnarly, man. It's, like, simple, but it's so beautiful. And uh, I think until you really, like, as a merchant, sell something and accept Bitcoin as payment for it, like, it takes a while, you know? Most people are just trapped in the price and watch price go up, price go down, right? So they say the same stupid shit. Like when it's going up, they're like, oh, it's too late for me. Wow, you're smart. You got in earlier. It's going down. And they're like, oh, oh you're poor now. And like they just they just get all wrapped up in what the fucking price in U.S. dollars of, of, of one whole Bitcoin is, which is not even really relevant in the grand scheme of what's going on, right? When you say. I agree. Yeah. Anyway, it's fantastic, man. Fantastic. A uh, lot of stuff happening. In fact, I couldn't even really uh, rightly choose what I was going to talk about. I did raise my eyebrows at this one, though. Paxful refunded customers. Almost nine Bitcoin lost in the Celsius uh, kerfuffle. Oof. Yeah. Which uh, I'm sure everybody at Paxful is quite happy to be made whole again. Uh, and they had some... Uh, Crazy tweets put out by uh, Ray Yusuf. He's kind of like their guy over there. Uh, he said, we should never have added any of these scammy, too-good-to-be-true APY services. Those are yield farms if uh, nobody's played around in the shitcoin world. 
Uh, or actually the uh, Celsius thing was like shitcoin yield farming, but on Bitcoin. Uh, he said, we should have never added any of these scammy, too good to be true APY services. It was not my decision and we have been under constraints you wouldn't imagine. All shall be revealed soon. I will always do the right thing no matter how hard. And uh, man, they made everybody whole. 8.8 .8 Bitcoin is not a small chunk of change, my friends. But that's how much uh, Celsius cost them when they went down like a lead balloon. And uh, Ray, man, Ray's making them right. Well, that's there. good. So that's nice. Happy ending. Good for you, Paxful. Uh, yield farming. Big, big mistake. It's it's kind of... it's People are able to keep that charade going when the price is climbing, right? But when it turns around and goes the other way, then you're absolutely wrecked, especially if you're leveraged over it. If you're borrowing to buy, and then you're borrowing to buy again, and then what you borrow costs more than what you bought is worth... You can see how that kind of catches up to a, a dude. Especially if you're promising everybody else 3% on what they give you their money to buy with. It's like, uh, that, that just, the math breaks down very quickly. Very quickly. Uh, everybody's been talking about the Restrict Act. Holy shit, could you have a more dystopian 1984 piece of legislation introduced? I mean, my gut instinct and my hope is that this thing is just a way to go all the way evil and then negotiate back towards this really shitty middle ground mm. now that they put this thing on the table. But this is the thing that's going to ban TikTok, et cetera, et cetera, right? Just to call it the Restrict Act, first of all. It's yeah. like uh, they should call it the Bind and Gag Act, right? <laughs> the Tie Me Up and Whip My Ass Act. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, and the... Far reaches of this thing. Uh, Coin Center recently put out a pretty cool write-up on it that I thought was good that I'll include in the show notes. Um, but really they talk about how the, the title of the, the article they put out is The Restrict Act Creates Blanket Authority with Few Checks to Ban Just About Anything Linked to a Foreign Adversary. And it's perfect. It is the perfect fucking 1984. That's the playbook, right? You have the... Uh, oh, the Eurasians, they're uh, out f out to get us. And so that's a Eurasian app. Like, are you kidding me? The, the TikTok China thing? Like, you know how many things are made in China? Most things. Pick up any plastic thing around you and read it, right? So now a foreign adversary, like, okay, so now you're going to be fine. The The big uh, meme going around is a 250, up to 250,000 fine for accessing any kind of banned app. Kiss my dick, right? I can uh, I can interact with any fucking software. This this shit is. There's no way it's going anywhere. Harfat in the chat says I'm thinking I might get a TikTok account just to spite them. It's fucked up. Like if they ban it, I might even like think about it. Right? Like I I have zero interest in TikTok. Don't give a shit. But it's very fun to do things that the federal government says you're not allowed to do. Like yeah. I don't know. I I can think of a few things. Just off the top of my head. Smoke weed every day. But uh, the Restrict Act, among a whole host of other things, directs the Secretary of Commerce to ban transactions in which a foreign adversary has any interest. Um, so what does that mean? What is an interest? You know? Lots of transactions are pretty interesting. So personally, I think that uh, 
this is just a way, this is the classic kind of Overton window shift where you come out with this bill that's like just absolutely over the top restrictive and then you make concessions, concessions so that you still get a pretty fucked up bill, but it's not the original, oh, well, we gave up on all of these things. We gave up this and this and this of it. So I don't know. Yeah, it becomes a step in the right direction. Yeah. What it needs to do is die in fucking committee. Yeah. That's what it needs to do. If this thing makes it out of committee, man, I don't know where we're at. That's all I have to say about that. I'll put the full write-up because Coin Center was uh, much more, I don't know, well-spoken about it than I could ever hope to be. Hilarious tool I discovered that uh, uh, Jameson Lott put together. He's one of the co-founders of CASA. He's got this uh, Bitcoin, this government seized Bitcoin sales tracker, and it turns out um, the the feds are selling out off all of the Bitcoin that they seize somehow from people. Mm. Um, they started doing it in 2014 with the whole Silk Road thing, and uh, their latest sale was this past March, on March 14th, 2023. The government sold. Almost 10,000 Bitcoin, 9,861.17 Bitcoin. Uh, of the 51,000 that they had seized uh, in the whole Silk Road kerfuffle, uh, they sold it for a total of 215738000 yada yada dollars. They paid 215000 in transaction fees, so they netted still uh, $215.5 million. But... Had they just hung on to the shit, <laughs> have they just hung on to the shit, uh, they would have made $5.1 billion. Jeez. If they just would have hung on to it today. And uh, Lop has this great uh, Bitcoin tracker. I will put the link to it in the show notes. But uh, it just tracks the U.S. Marshall Bitcoin auctions. And the first entry here is June 27th, 2014, when they sold almost 30,000 Bitcoin for about $18.7 million. Wow. And uh, then they sold a couple more batches of 50,000 Bitcoin each, one for 19 million, one for 13.5. Yeah. So you can imagine how that goes. They sell it at auction too, you know? So it's not necessarily like they're, like they don't go on. Coinbase or something and just sell their shit. It's auctioned off somehow. I don't exactly know how all of it works, but uh, incredible. They've got another almost 200,000 to sell. The auction dates on those are TBD. Mm, that'd be interesting. Oh, it turns out they did sell almost 10,000. Uh, this last one that I just mentioned was sold on Coinbase. How about that? I don't know why they didn't do a, an auction like they did on all of the previous ones, but uh, yeah. How do you like them apples? Pennies from heaven. They still have about $1.2 billion of Bitcoin to sell. But, Jesus, man. Another $5 billion in the coffers if you just kind of hung on to it. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Oh, man. that's fine. Sell it. Yeah. Auction it off. Appreciate that cheap corn and drive the price down with the big sell. I love it. Yep. I personally really like it. Speaking of buying it, uh, RoboSats reached a new record for uh, peer-to-peer trading volume in March. They uh, exchanged almost 29 Bitcoin in the month of March. Whoa. Previous all-time high was in uh, November of last year when they uh, broke 21 Bitcoin. 
So that's a huge jump in March, and people are really uh, jumping on the RoboSats as the way to uh, purchase. You can purchase. The cool thing about RoboSats, first of all, it is peer-to-peer, and they help kind of uh, facilitate the trade by being a third party in case uh, any kind of mitigation is needed. But the buying and selling happens over the Lightning Network, so you get sats right away over Lightning, which is fantastic. Uh, and as more people are trying to shift away from these uh, kind of gross KYC exchanges, RoboSats is jumping up in popularity. So they're moving a lot of Bitcoin lately. Sweet. I have not personally done a uh, RoboSats buy, but I've heard about them for long enough. I've, I've been meaning to do it, but you know about me. and <laughs> I've never done a RoboSats buy. I'd do one. Yeah. To-do lists, you know. Anyway, that's that's what I can scrounge up. Sweet. That's well. what I can scrounge up. That was some exciting stuff. You know what's more exciting to me personally, though? Huh. My favorite part of the show. Top three, 33. All right. Hell yeah. You know the magic number is popping up everywhere you look. You might have heard about the tornadoes this past week. Well, wouldn't you know that at least 33 dead and dozens more were injured? Across this great nation. That sounds about right. Yeah, I didn't see any headlines uh, until with numbers until 33. They always wait. Yeah, because when I was reading about the tornadoes last week, it was 32. The death count was at 32. Then 33. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. There's a headline. New headline coming out. New life. It's like the starting gun. The death toll of 33. That's the starting gun. Yeah. I guess there were 60 tornadoes. Hit eight states. From Arkansas to Delaware. To Delaware? Yeah. It's not really known as a tornado spot, but okay. No. It's getting windy. Gotta be that climate change. (laughs) Maybe. Or the weather machine's turned up or something. (laughs) Or it's just windy. I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty fucking windy out there. Yeah. It is. There's a severe thunderstorm warning in our area, and I saw there was a tornado warning a little south of us in Pfeiffer land. In fact... Ah, uh, well, if a tornado hits the bowl and we lose the show, it, it was a great run. We love you guys. It was a fun time. We'll be back. We'll be back next Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like nothing ever happened. In Colorado Springs, 33 people were sighted during a homeless camp cleanup. But you know what's funny is they actually interacted with 51 people, but that's not uh, a magic number. Of course, but they only sighted 33 of them. Yeah. They just ran out of tickets or what? I think everybody's Uh officer ticket book just has 33 tickets in it, huh? Maybe, but it sounds like they gave more tickets out than just the 33. They just mentioned the 33 in the headline. Because here I have 29 trespassing, four got cited for camping near a waterway, three for possession of narcotics, two meth and one fentanyl, and uh, one for obstruction. Now, I guess those could be, you know, one person with multiple charges there. Sure. But those numbers alone don't add up to 33, so. They took 14 people to a criminal justice center and cleared four felony warrants and 40 misdemeanor warrants. All in a day's work. Yeah. Aside from the 33 people cited, 18 first-time offenders were given verbal warnings. Oh, the no, no, no talk. Yeah. They're ramping things up, too. They've got 50 camps on their cleanup list this week. 
That's being run by the city's quality of life team, the Department of Transportation, and stormwater employees. God bless them. But then, you know, the cops get called in. Yeah, well, you know, (laughs) gotta get that money. (laughs) Yeah. I like money, though. And then I got a clip for my third top three 33 story this week. Is this a case? <laughs> Is this a case of dolphin abuse? Incredible drone video captures the moment 33 swimmers are caught chasing after a pod of dolphins in Honaunau Bay on the big island of Hawaii. The swimmers appear to be aggressively pursuing, corralling, and harassing the pod. Federal law makes it illegal to swim within 50 yards of spinner dolphins in Hawaii since they are nocturnal, sleeping during the day and looking for food at night. Once the swimmers returned to land, they were all issued citations. Hey, you leave our good boys alone. That's right. Those are good boys. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. 33. Leave the dolphins alone. Was it 33 dolphins? No, 33 swimmers. 33 swimmers. Harassing dolphins. 33 swimmers. That's too many. Yeah. Yeah, there's a drone video that shows them all just pushing the dolphins away, just all swimming up towards them like, hey, dolphin, hey, I want to swim with you. And the dolphins are like, fuck off. Well, it's like the middle of the day, so they're sleeping. (laughs) Well, yeah, and then they're scared, so they're running, swimming. Now, maybe I'm just an ignorant fuck, but... Shouldn't a dolphin just be able to swim away from a person? I mean... They were out swimming. They're a them. fucking dolphin. But it's just the fact these people were, like, corralling them. Oh, you know? okay, so yeah, they came from yeah. all sides. They, were, they and... did a little circle jerk around them. Yeah. And just leave them alone. Yeah, man. Only if the dolphin wants it do you give it to the dolphin. Come on. Rules you, to live by. You need consent, is what I'm trying to say. That's right. It was a non consensual interaction there yeah just harassing those poor good boys they're just trying to be good boys you're You're coming in all bad they're just trying to sleep man yeah take a fucking ocean nap yeah i think those 33 swimmers are miserable what was the uh name of the bay was it like whoa 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 whoa, there bay or something like that (laughs) that killed me dude on a hoo-ha i want to hear that again because he said it it was like whoa 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 there or something I yes, gotta, I'm me, sorry. I got to hear it again. Let me pull it up. I should have said it right away. because it was. Is this a case of dolphin abuse? Incredible drone video captures the moment 33 swimmers are caught chasing after a pod of dolphins in Ho Now Now Bay. Ho oh, Now Now. Ho Now Now. How could we forget? Ho oh, Now Now. Ho oh, Now Now. <laughs> That's what the dolphins said when they swim up to him. Ho oh, Now Now. That's right. And then they got the fuck out of there. Yeah, well, not a moment too soon. Yeah. It's not a moment too soon ahead behind the curtain either. No doubt about that. I think I heard some pins fall. You did. You did. Uh, that was an ITB. It's a secret code slang for in the bowl from C Dubs 10101 sets. Hey, C Dubs. He's hitting that podcast index. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Oh, now, now. Well, here's a fun one Smokeland. I guess they sell weed. Okay. They're I'm into testing. That a loophole to sell weed by credit card. And you know what that is? Their loophole? Uh, You buy a hat and get a weed? <laughs> They're having people purchase crypto on their credit card and then buy the weed with the crypto and oh, then get cash Oh, shit. Back. That now, is brilliant. They just use the term crypto, and they're not talking about of course, their payment their processor, you know, because yeah. they're just 
hey, let's uh, let's just see if it works for a while. Yeah. Stay under the radar. Buy 45,000 dork coin and then give them back to us and we'll give you this weed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I guess the incentive would be to pick a uh, good currency if that's your business model, right? You're like, you're choosing the coin that you're going to get paid in. So, yeah, buy Bitcoin, Bitcoin here yep. and then give it to us and we'll give you uh, whatever nug you want. Yeah, well, since it can't work with the banks, we've been saying Bitcoin fixes this. Oh, no, no. And the transactions would be so fast and seamless, man. It's a great idea. Just bump QR codes. And that's the thing, man. The The whole waters haven't really been tested yet. Most of these big fucking KYC compliance, 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 compliance fruitcakes uh, run and tuck tail just when there's rumors of things being rolled out, you know? Yep. Like, uh, we haven't really seen a, a fucking actual fight yet. No, no. That's because every day is a fight. Every day is a <laughs> big fat fight. Well, this Smokeland is planning a full-scale launch of their credit card service on 420. So, we'll see how it goes for them. So, question. What if you already just have the clip or whatever the hell, you know, whatever their coin of choice happens to be? Then I'm sure you can just buy your weed and get out. It'd be pretty cool. Yeah. They talked about processing fees for making the crypto purchase. You know, it's like 2 or 3%. They're like, hey, well, you get to use a credit card, so it's still a win. Like, yeah. You just call a guy and get some cash going. Yeah, cash is Come gang, on. man. Come on, man. But I, I understand. complicate this. If they've been robbed before, you don't want to have a bunch of cash on hand. P2P lightning shit. Yeah. Bitcoin fixes it. Yeah. Just go in there with like a little paper wallet action. Feels like old news, but... Just after the bowl last week, the FDA did approve the first over-the-counter naloxone nasal spray, which we discussed the fast tracking that was going on back on episode 215. Yep. So this is uh, four milligrams of Narcan, and you can buy it eventually. You'll be able to buy it online, in convenience stores, in grocery stores, in pharmacies, in gas stations. It says it might take a few months to switch over to OTC status. But man, when the FDA wants to get something done, they just hop right on it, and it's it funny. happens. It's funny, isn't it? It is. Like, there's really nothing we can do about weed, because there's not enough studies, but Jesus, you bring Narcan to market, you bring a fucking unknown MNRA vaccine untested. Oh, let's go. Safe and effective. The gates are right this way, my friend. Wide open for you. But a plant that grows in dirt, I mean, dirt. Well, you know, it could be dangerous, though. Dirt is dirty. Yeah. What if it's dangerous? What if? We don't even know if it's dangerous or not. Fuck. Yeah, it's frustrating, especially on the CBD front. All these CBD shops have just been looking for a you know, little FDA stamp of approval so that they can work their magic without fear, and nope, nope. They're not touching it. So Incredible. Products are getting seized all the time. Mousies. You know, yeah, payment processor. Kicked right off a strike right away. Yeah, freezing her assets. Such bullshit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's infuriating, really. Well, basketball privilege comes back into play because the NBA will no longer penalize pot use. Oh, wow. Okay, so this still needs to be ratified, but it's part of their seven-year collective bargaining agreement that's coming together this week, I guess. You know, they... uh 
sent out the language for the journalists over the weekend. So this was the big news. Not only can players use weed as much as they like, but they will be able to promote and invest in weed companies. Nice. Yeah, that's a little step up from the MLB, which removed weed from the banned substances, but punishes players if they sponsor you know, companies or hold investments in the weed industry. Such a nanny little thing. Funny, though, because the MLB has CBD ads now. It might even be like MLB CBD. <laughs> I think it's just one company. Gotta have a mush mouth full of letters to make it work. Yeah. It's a winning business strategy, as always. Alphabet soup, man. Well, I guess that's what you'd call a... It's a step in the right direction, yeah. after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction, after all. Now, since they're saying players can use weed, it's expected that they will remove THC from drug testing requirements. Expected. You think? But the language wasn't in there. So, mm, they have temporarily suspended testing for pot for the past three seasons, though. The NBA. <laughs> so Nice. Yeah. Low-key, weed is cool here in basketball world. <laughs> but I mean it, it would just make perfect sense you know it's a nice recovery drug yeah it's weed come on well you know chillax it's kind of the point right yeah but not if you're the world anti-doping agency oh Jesus they decided last year to keep weed on the list of banned substances for international athletes so can't be an Olympian if you smoke pot oh except for Michael Phelps but you know whatever <laughs> well you know Maybe that was, uh, we don't know the timeline on that, yeah? Yeah. Or did he have his medals on in the photo? I can't remember. It was off-season, let's say. Mm, yeah. Well, there you go. As long as you piss clean. Exactly. Yeah, there was a big story that came out of California this week with the fentanyl scare and a source that has been selling it. 64-year-old Joanne Segovia. She's been the executive director for the San Jose Police Association since 2003 and is now the center of Homeland Security's international produced drug shipments case. According to court documents, she was dealing drugs and receiving shipments of them from places like Hong Kong, Hungary, and India, Hungary. then shipping them across the U.S. Since when, you ask? Well, 2015. I didn't ask Using that. both her home address and her work address, the feds say some of those packages were seized and opened allegedly filled with thousands of pills labeled with things like wedding party favors and gift makeup. The Fed say she used a cash app account for payments with not only her name that was linked, but also her work email. She now faces charges for importing and exporting opioids like fentanyl. Uh-oh. Yeah, it sounds like I cut him off, but that was how he ended his sentence. Wow. The audio quality and the cutting at these uh, mainstream places, man, yeah. it's painful. Sashaying through that entire uh, news read, man. That was a funny read. Yeah. Since when you ask? Well, since 2015. Yeah. That was a man, baby. Well, I didn't ask, turns out. <laughs> no. But hey, look at that. Where's the fentanyl coming from? Oh, someone affiliated with the cops. It's coming from inside the house. Uh, that's where all the stories come from, too. So, I mean, it's like a big shocker. Yeah. Population control or whatever. Locking people up control, making that money. Yuck. And spreading the fear porn. 
Yeah, it's very frustrating, stories like that. I saw a press release come out for a lawsuit in Idaho, uh, but there aren't too many details yet. The Department of Health and Wellness there is being sued over its policy of placing pregnant women who test positive for THC on the Child Protection Central Registry. Mm. And uh, I wish them great success because that is some crap, man. Yeah. They'll quickly prescribe you things for morning sickness, things that have a list of potential adverse reactions, but smoke a little weed to not throw up in the morning and get your appetite back. Oh, no, now your baby's in danger. Now they want to lose their minds about it. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you can even look up people who were prescribed opiates, you know, how to safely continue using them during your pregnancy. Yeah. Well, you know, pharma's got to protect their nut. Yep. And weed's a threat, I guess. So hopefully uh, that has a happy ending, that lawsuit. Kentucky became the 38th state with a comprehensive medical weed program this week. Nice. After the governor signed a medical legalization bill into law. They expect implementation to begin in 2025. (laughs) Yeah. And the qualifying conditions are limited to cancer, chronic pain, epilepsy, multiple sclerosis, chronic nausea, and PTSD. I think that's the first law to, like, loosen always every time is the list of qualifying conditions. Yeah. It's like they always pass it really, like, tight and narrow, and then they just add a bunch of shit to it right away. Yeah. I mean, it is Tennessee after all, but... Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky, that's what I said. Chronic pain is the most vague there. That's your way in. Yep. Migraines. Back pain. Muscle spasms. Yep. But... It's not great. It's not great legislation because smoking weed is against the law. (laughs) It turns out that's a common thing going on. Yeah, even if you get a medical card and you're accepted in this medical program, you will lose your card and go to jail. That's so hilariously stupid. For smoking flour. But then it says vaporizing is okay. So I guess you can buy the flour. You just can't roll a J. Do a blunt. Give me a break. Pack your bowl. You mind if I do it, Jay? Yeah. And of course, then there's edibles and topicals. They love people push it, pushing people in that direction. It's so sad, man. Like, why do these fuckers even get involved in the first place? Why do you care so much? What makes you care so much? My guess is money. Andy Bashir of Kentucky also signed a bill this week decriminalizing fentanyl test strips. So now you won't get in trouble if you have some paper test strips in your bag. You know, you won't get cited for drug paraphernalia. Thank God, man. When I heard (laughs) they were, like, going after the bunk police, dude, I was like... Oh, I know. Come on. How dare you save people? Like, the people that are out there just trying to help you test your stuff and figure out what it actually is. Well, you know what the problem is. (sighs) Bless you. They're a private group. Right. You know, it's that whole... Yeah, they're not plugged... It's like money again. Yep. Money. Nobody's getting their cut on the action because they're not, they just go around and test your shit for free. No, you can't be doing services, dude, for free, man. Helping people, making the world a better place. No way. Oh, no, no. We got to get a contract. Well, you remember me talking about the 3% tax that Mm, some Missouri cities and counties are trying to add on to weed? Yeah. That vote was today. I've got a little clip from earlier. Oh, boy. 
People in dozens of cities and counties across Missouri are voting on a recreational marijuana sales tax. This is a 3% sales tax that would be in addition to a 6% state sales tax already on recreational marijuana. St. Louis County Executive Sam Page has said it would generate more than $3 million a year for county parks, police and roads. There oh, is yeah. an ongoing legal dispute over whether the amendment allows a county tax on marijuana in municipalities as well as unincorporated areas. We have enough tax on it now, and then putting another 3% on it would be a little bit a little bit much. I don't do it myself, but, uh, you know, the people that do do it. Do do. Uh, some of them do it for recreation. Some do it for uh, medical reasons, and uh, it's hard for those people that do it for medical reasons. I came to vote yes um, because I think that the approval of marijuana will increase cost of of um, policing and ambulance and medical issues that need to be covered. Yeah, like a good journalist, you got the no and the yes vote in there. Sick hot take, lady. You sound very well informed on the matter. <sighs> I don't know why anyone would vote for tax uh, you on just anything. He- you just heard why. You just fucking heard why. Oh my god. Boost the cops, boost the EMTs. Uh, luckily, most people are very anti-tax around here. Like, even more so than the general population, but I could see this passing. Yeah. Yeah, well, the worst part is... It wouldn't shock me. You know, so Kansas City has their 3%, and then Jackson County (laughs) has their 3%, so what they're doing is trying to stack it on top for 6%. Right. You know, max out that tax money. Yep. And that's gross, and they shouldn't be able to do that. And I think that some of the legal folks behind the legalization amendment are arguing like, no, you can't do that. So I guess this might be a court issue Interesting. if it's an overwhelming yes. And it looked like it was going to be when I checked the polls earlier. Yeah. So, ugh. Ugh. If it's just labeled uh, limited to city limits, then that's a fucking concern. Although Jackson County also. Ugh. It's just gross. I'm stacking the taxes. Mm-hmm. Stack sets, not taxes. <laughs> Come on. And this appeared on like 35 different ballots today. Big money, man. Yeah, there's a lot of money in it. That's no that's no question. Yeah. In New York, 99 additional <laughs> dispensary licenses were awarded. And nice. these are called conditional adult use retail dispensary licenses or card. <laughs> C-A-U-R-D. Card licenses. Curd. Yeah. Card. It's like card with a tard way of saying it. Card. Anyways. <coughs> sounds a little Canadian, I guess. In New York! Yes, in New York. Exactly. Yeah. Now, there's still a court injunction that's blocking any movement <laughs> with licensing in the Finger Lakes region. Uh, but, you know, they've got 165 dispensary licenses out. Maybe not rocking and rolling yet. And these, of course, were all social equity applicants because that's what they're working through for still. Front of the line, folks. New York also released a little educational video this week, their Office of Cannabis Management. And I watched it. I grabbed a few bits because I thought it was silly. As, you know, one would expect. 
Where you see cannabis, the Office of Cannabis Management sees science. Yeah, science. The reality science. is that when you consume cannabis, what you take and how much you take is just as important as how you take it. If you walk into a dispensary and ask for high THC levels, then you're already headed in the wrong direction. According to who? Right. That guy. <laughs> a guy on the Office of Cannabis Management. Actually, that's Dan P. McNamara, MPH. Deputy Director of Product Quality and Safety. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Yeah. So we, uh, I'll let him explain okay. why he said that's... If you walk into a dispensary and ask for high THC levels, then you're already headed in the wrong direction. Higher THC percentage does not guarantee a better experience. Check the label for different qualities like terpenes and other cannabinoids are present in the product. One of the most popular forms of cannabis is inhalables. I love that. Inhalables. 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 Like God your, damn it. your flower and whatever. I knew this would happen, bro. Legalization is going to make everything so lame. Yeah. It, it makes videos like these, which are pretty fucking lame. I don't know if you knew this, champ, but a very popular way of smoking weed is inhalation. <laughs> Yeah. And then, no, of course... No shit. Shows vape cartridges and flour. That's incredible. Like, yep. Tell me more, Mr. Weedman. Wait, the government is funding this uh, incredible public knowledge campaign, I, I, I'm sh assuming. Well, and she had a very long-winded way of saying that the dose makes the poison, essentially. You know, sure. like... Well, it just... Dose matters. The thing about it is... With something subjective, like going out and smoking some weed, a lot of guys like a lot of different shit, and a lot of gals like a very different shit when they're shopping around. They're going to grab what they want. Yeah. And so if you're a person who's not looking for that like very tip-top highest THC experience, including myself a lot of the times, then you're not going to grab that. But sometimes you also want, like, you're like, oh my God, they got a 33. I've never seen it this high. And you grab that, you know? I mean. Yeah. It's not a wrong direction. Yeah. It's the same reason I got a bottle of Everclear over there. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm not drinking the Everclear every fucking time I have a drink no. or make a cocktail. Right? Certainly not. But it's over there and I got a bottle of it because it's in the tool belt, you know? Every once in a while you need that Everclear little kablam. These folks in the office are going to have their minds blown when they find out sometimes you grind nugs of different strains together. Oh my god. <laughs> Did you read the label of like what it will give you first though? You the cannabinoids and the terpenes. <sighs> it's like, dude, can we just fucking go back to calling it weed? And it's neat. It's neat that you yeah, get all those good. things. It's good to know these things if you want to know these things, but then it doesn't like... Yeah, especially if you find something that really sings to you. The Barney the Purple Dinosaur conclusion they take from it is a little bit disappointing, let's say. Well, I've got one more clip from that shit show. Okay. Around here, we like to use the term start low and go slow. Where else do we use that? Oh, wow. You want to wait, start low and go slow? God yeah. damn it. Low and slow means starting with a lower potency product, meaning a product with lower milligrams of THC. And if desired, slowly increasing your amount to find your ideal serving size. For edibles, the average recommendation is to start with 2.5 milligrams. But be careful if you want to increase your serving size because it can take up to two hours for you to experience the full effects of edibles. That can and get you in a real trap, man. Like forever. 
you may find topicals like creams and bombs at a licensed dispensary. They don't give a fuck about the topicals. I topical just bombs. Topical bombs. Boom. This ain't no bombs in here. Low and slow. Low and slow. The thing barbecue and weed apparently ain't have in common. I'll be damned. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe like straight up normies who have zero absolute experience need to be told these kinds of things. I guess. Maybe I've got this all wrong. You I know, don't know. I just don't like see a bunch of new people who would never smoke weed going in and being like, oh, yes, this is my marijuana's. And New Yorkers, of all people. Like, people kind of generally know, like, about weed if they're interested in obtaining some, or they know somebody who knows a lot about it. Yeah. You know? That's one of those things. If there's a person who's like, oh, yeah, no, it's illegal, maybe I should try it, they are going to know their guy, right? Yeah. Everybody knows a guy that smokes a lot of weed, no matter how deep in the straight world you are. You know at least a guy that does that. Yeah. Yeah. Every vanilla knows a guy. Yeah. So you just ask them, and they're going to be like, bro, I'm, this is what we're going to do tonight. And they'll, you know, they'll make it work. People already know what's up, man. Come on. This shit is sad. Well, there's some journalists in Pennsylvania trying to teach people what's up, and they had a very interesting way of doing it. Mid-February, and Pennsylvania State Representative Chris Rabb is about to take a drug test. I feel fine to do anything because I'm not impaired. You see, Representative Rab takes cannabis tinctures at night to help with sleep. It's been more than 12 hours since he took his medical marijuana. And I wake up <clears throat> feeling bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, no symptoms. He's among nearly a half million Pennsylvanians who have a medical marijuana card. Dr. Brooke Worcester is a professor of medical cannabis science and medicine at Thomas Jefferson University. Her opinion is the occurrence of THC in the bloodstream doesn't necessarily equate to impairment. So you're left with a lot of guesswork, and especially for people in the field, in terms of what is safe and what isn't, it's a real issue. Cannabis is in my system for 30 to 40 days. States like New Jersey require proof of impairment to be charged with DUI for cannabis. Currently, there's no roadside test and technology to determine levels of THC. But like other states, Pennsylvania State Police has seen a surge in drug DUIs, including marijuana. They have taken it within 24 hours. They're still driving impaired, even though they, they may not feel that initial high. Corporal John Witkowski runs the State Police DUI and Drug Recognition Agency. But Representative Rabb says his drug test results back his points. He said I was full of cannabis. I've been told I've been full of a lot of things. <laughs> but oh. I saw a test that said I was, you know, that I had cannabis. Andy says he took a serious risk taking a drug test for our story, exposing him to possible DUI, despite saying he never drives impaired. I'm not a risk taker by nature, um, but I think um, there's so few people who would be comfortable talking about this on air um, without serious repercussions. The state lawmaker has a bill that if passed would change the law in Pennsylvania to resemble New Jersey and require proof of impairment for DUI and cannabis. That was a good PR stunt for that bill. Huh? No doubt. Well, the one thing I will say I guess I appreciate it though is he's, he's right about one thing is that a lot of these issues are not like publicly ones you want to talk about. Definitely. Just by the nature of the implications. And so that is probably more than any other single factor. And you can say the money and you can say 
the control and the power and all this shit. But really, like, that's what keeps this thing going. Yeah. Is the that insidious nature. Well, of, you can't talk about it. You heard the cops say, oh, yeah, you took it 24 hours ago, but you're still impaired. You just don't. You might not think you're impaired, oh, but yeah. you are. Oh yeah, you just you don't you don't drive any different. You don't feel any different. You don't uh, endanger anybody anymore. But you you don't realize, sir, that you're fucking impaired. Get wrecked. And These we, dipshits are trying to shift the goalposts on what impaired means. Impaired means you can't walk straight. Means you can't talk. It means you can't drive a car. Impaired is an obvious thing where you look at somebody. You ever seen somebody who's impaired? Yeah. Of course. You ever been impaired? I have. Yeah. And you can't do shit. That's what it means. The arms go forward and your feet go backward. <laughs> you're, you're, you've lo- you have loss of physical motor skills. Yeah. And that's just not the case with this, you know, the next day, oh, there's THC in my system. Or three weeks down the road, there's THC in my system because it's fat soluble. Yeah. It's like you said, cannabis has been in my system 30 to 40 days. Or the THC. Oh, you didn't know, but you're impaired and we're going to have to take you in. I appreciate it. They also pointed out. There's no test for impairment, really. It's reliable. Yeah. For T, you know. Well, it, it's mainly a judgment call. That's why it has to be obvious. You know, it has to be plainly obvious that you're, you're swerving, you're, you're slurring your words, you're walking left oh. and then right, you know, like. But you're smelling rather dank today. Yeah. Fuck you and how I smell. Yeah. But that's their, that, you know, impairment that, test. Oh, you stink. <laughs> you're impaired. Like, mm. Yeah. It's very mm. frustrating. So, hey, I hope that bill goes somewhere. Yeah, me too. That would be a step in the right direction. It would be. I'm rubbing my hands in anticipation. Yeah. Well, I remember talking about that headset that scans the eyes for impairment. (laughs) It had an unfortunate name, but I can't recall what it was. Yeah, me either. I know what you're talking about. Oh, well. If you find money... If you find anything, really, that's not yours and you take it and it's a treasure, you shouldn't talk about it. Yeah. I think we've established this solidly on the show. Yeah. Loose lips sink ships. Loose lips ruin fortunes, man. Yeah. And there was an unfortunate story I saw come out of Texas where a guy bragged about stealing from a cartel. Oh, jeez. And you can imagine where this goes. I'm going to get it an honorary. I just need to. Yeah. Now, following the police reports, he was at a party. It was around 11 p.m. And he was heard talking on the phone with someone. And he told this. It sounded like a woman's voice on the phone, according to the party goers there. He told her that he stole $50,000 from the Cartel del Noreste. Wow. Please excuse my poor Spanish. Um, but their leader was just arrested in San Diego. So this is all sorts of like happenings around this cartel. Sure. And he was telling the woman on the phone that he wasn't scared of her and he didn't fear retribution because he was in the United States. <clears throat> you know, where this yeah, cartel leader the, just got arrested. Where the cartel isn't. The... And in Texas. Right, like, mm. <laughs> kind of close, man. <laughs> now, this brings up already some thoughts in my head. Like, you stole this money, you get a weird phone call from a number you don't recognize. Don't answer that shit. You know who you stole the money phone. 
I would be throwing yeah. out that cell Shut phone and working up, on a burner. Get a new phone. Yeah. Get a new name. Get a new yes. house. Get a new state that you live in. Exactly. Probably new continent. But things just moved really fast. And this guy wasn't holding his cards close to his chest at all. Yeah. Because then at like 1245, a blue truck pulls up to the party and a bunch of dudes with masks and guns get out grab that guy, and drag him into the truck and drive off. So the truck was last seen on a bridge that goes into Mexico on March 24th at 1.09 in the morning, and they just blew right by the bridge attendant, made it straight to Mexico. Uh, So the driver of the truck was identified, and he actually got caught trying to cross back into the United States. Wow. So he did get picked up, but, you know. Who knows about this guy? He's not going to be seen from. Yeah. And in the security camera footage, you know, he's trying to get out of that pickup truck and his face is bloody. So yeah, it's uh, not going to end well. It's like, hopefully he's not still alive is how the fuck that's going right now. Yeah. Grizzly. Yeah. Who's dumb enough to steal from the cartel? <laughs> uh, Even just... if you're not bragging about it. Like, yeah. You're an seriously. Idiot. Fuck you. Yep. Stealing is bad. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Especially from anybody as dangerous as these assholes. Yeah. Now, one final story for my behind the curtain segment. It's not super exciting, but Governor Spencer Cox of Utah signed a bill creating a Center for Medicinal Cannabis Research within the University of Utah. And that bill appropriates $650,000 to fund this creation. Uh, Just reading straight from the bill, the center shall facilitate and support funding for research related to the efficacy and potential health effects of various cannabis delivery methods, including vaporizing, ingesting, topical application, and combustion. It shall support researchers in applying for and securing federal and private research grant funding for expanding medical cannabis research. And it shall review current and future cannabis research literature, clinical studies, and clinical trials, as well as educate medical providers, lawmakers, and the public about medical cannabis research advances. And we've seen these things pop up in other states like, I know, California and Colorado have institutions like this and you know they get to run clinical trials that get fda approval so yep yeah is it a step in the right direction don't know it's like a step in the same direction yeah (laughs) more studies yeah yeah that's all i've got for tonight well you know what i say about them studies man them studies yeah fuck them yeah i'd rather be studying whatever the reverend sends us oh yes in his latest metal moment uh, shall we study it now? Please. Study, study, study. Study, study, study. In the bowl and in the morning. This here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Grogu with this week's Metal Moment. For the month of April, I'm going to be bringing you cover songs you probably didn't know that metal bands have done. And first, we're going to go straight to Machine Head. 
formed in 1991, they've basically been groove metal, although their third album, The Burning Red, is considered new metal. Although, the vocalist Rob Flynn said, there's a minute and a half of rapping on the album. The other 53 minutes of the record are like a giant scar being ripped open while I projectile vomit through it. If all the people got out of The Burning Red was rap metal, then they didn't fucking listen to it. And you can definitely say that about this track. From the 1999 album, The Burning Red, this is track number eight, Message in a Bottle. Just a cast away, and I Nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. Good idea to stretch it all the way to that point. That was good. That was good. He told me it was like a little longer this time. It's like, that. Worth dead it. the payoff, man. Yeah. Wow. But now I got to hear the rest. It's my new favorite uh, new metal band. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. We love you, Rev. Thank you for sending in. Yeah, thank you, sir. Uh, week after week, bowl after bowl, your metal moments. And uh, that's cool. I'm I'm looking forward to the rest of the covers in April. Yeah. It's going to be a fantastic time. Uh, you know what else I'm looking forward to? Hearing from the bowlers, man. Yeah. We got a little jingle for that. That's right. We always talk about a certain topic every week, and it changes week by week. But every week it's called the... The first first time I ever... Yeah, the first time I ever did a certain thing, this or that. And, of course, this week we are talking about the first time I ever sat on a heated seat. Hmm, toasty. A little bun toaster, if you will. And uh, the phone's been ringing off the hook. Bowlers have a lot to say about warm, toasty cheeks, uh, like this bowler. Oh, man, guess what day it is? Yeah, it's a Tuesday, of course. I mean, that's why we're all here, right? That's right. I'm actually listening to uh, the latest Bowl with Buds, and uh, as I'm setting up some mites and stuff like that for uh, doing a friend a favor for an event they got going. So, yeah, doing a little after after work fun. There you go. Pro bono. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's see. Pretty fun. Seat. Um. I can't remember. You guys are hog story. I mean, there was there was a one like embarrassing fart. You know, I mean, 
I guess when I farted on that metal seat in like middle school or whatever it was, oh, you know, yeah. that was probably a hot seat. <laughs> uh, not only just from the fart, but just from embarrassment. And I tend to get a little uh, warm when I get embarrassed. So yeah, I mean, probably probably something like that was the first time, or you know, maybe before that, like when I just loaded the diaper up. You know, you got the nice steaminess going, and uh, so that might that was probably actually the first one. Mm. Uh, but actual like hot, like I don't like hot, like I don't even really like heaters. Like I don't like direct heat blowing on me. So interesting. That you have like heated seats in the car. I like I'd turn it on for like half a second if I had that. So Christopher yeah, Bass really is like, a, I do the heating around here. Actual actual hot seat. Not um, you. But uh, then you just get the times where you get, like, called out and, you know, you're on the spot for doing something. Yeah. For whether it was in school or you get called out, hey, you know, can you make an announcement or, you know, tell us about the department or whatever, you know, maybe maybe that. But, uh, yeah, let's try to think of something else in the remaining time here. Yep. I don't know. So, all right, well, I'm going to go back to uh, both buds as uh, climbing the ladder and plugging in the uh, DMX gate and whatnot. So. There you go. All right, well, I love you guys. Love you. dangerous. And uh, whether or not there's a fountain fixture going on behind you or uh, you're just in front of your computer listening to this live, you know, you can always, always, you know, stay dangerous, but you can always, 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 you know what to do. Oh, fact, man, I still got time. Oh, my God. Wait, what can I do with all this time? I could tie my shoes. No, I can't tie my shoes because I got elastic shoelaces. Um, I could just walk here and, uh, eh, forget it. We'll just, we'll just give it up. <laughs> you were starting at the full three. <laughs> yes. Kaka cutting in. Caller, that's called milking it. <laughs> you gotta say move first oh my goodness that's fantastic yeah thank that's you right. we're not necessarily talking about seats that your meat heats we're talking about seats that heat your meat <laughs> right because my meat heats many seats yes but the seats that heat my meat are few and far between definitely what's the first heated seat you ever sat on okay well when pondering this question, yeah, I did remember back in my public school days, some kids would be like, we get to a new classroom, you know, after the bell, like good little slaves, and then you sit down in those weird, like, cold metal seats, and then some girl would be like, ew, it's warm. Yeah. And I always thought <laughs> there was a fascinating intimacy about that. Yeah, like, sure, yeah. Oh, someone else is... <laughs> pre-loved this seat for me you know it's warm i don't know i kind of like that yeah butt to butt butt to seat they're direct uh ass radiated energy (laughs) that still lingers in the chair like that energy radiated directly from their butt swamp ass radiation and it's some of it's still in there and then it you sit down and your butt's not quite to temp yet and it just rushes up into your butt very nice in the winter times yeah which is almost all the times in massachusetts it's true. Kind of kidding. The first time I ever sat in a heated seat, like a seat with a button that warms up your butt. Yeah. Not th- a seat that had heat from someone else's no. meat. Right. I think it was your sob. Okay. 
I think that was. I the forgot the Saab had heated seats. Holy wowzers! Yeah, that thing was a beauty, dude. Yeah, I certainly wasn't privileged with seat warming vehicles growing up, and boy, that was an experience. That was like, whoa, it's cold, but I'm no longer cold. 1993 Saab 900. That thing was a fucking magical car, man. It was. It was at the very end of its life for sure, but it was still a lot of fucking fun. That's also when I learned, though, that the heated seat can be too much, and it starts to feel, you're so warm, it starts to feel wet, and then you're like, did I pee my pants and not realize it? <laughs> did the heat just warm me that I'm so comfortable I just leaked fluids yeah, and I'm just dude. sitting in it? There are some moments Ooh. like that in a heated seat. Spooky. Once you get your meat to properly heat, you turn the heat off on the seat. Yes, yeah, so warm to temp. You must retreat. Retreat. Can't overcook that meat. <laughs> uh, but that was nice and that was uh yeah obviously we were living together you got that car and we took road trips on it all the way to the east coast in fact mm -hmm. yes had a lava lamp chillum god yeah i don't know how the hell that that happened to that that was a beautiful chillum that was fantastic we'll and find the heated seats one. and that was also the first time i think i uh had Black leather seats too. So then it got kind of hot in the summer. Yeah, you know the black. Then they were just always heated. That's just seats. black leather interior in yeah. general. It's gonna cook your ass. Yep, properly. Mm. But that was cool, man. Push a button, warm the buns. A little bun toaster, man. Yeah. Uh, felt so fancy. <laughs> fanciful. This is uh, a collar. Pushing buttons to get warm buns as we speak. Well, I reckon the first time I ever sat in a heated seat was uh, I was a wee little lad and I farted on the couch cushion. There it is. <laughs> Kidding. I mean, I, I did that, of course. <laughs> Who hasn't farted on couch cushions? Yeah. But that's your steamed meat that seat, heats I the seat. I want to say, uh, man, I, hmm, uh, not sure exactly. Maybe, uh... Deep within the recesses of your mind. Well, for one, like, a heated seat that was mine, like in a car, a vehicle that was mine, mm. um, would have been a... Man, what year was that? Yeah. It was a 2006 Honda Accord. Okay. And, um... A little mid-aughts Honda had, action. Uh, yeah, it had leather interior. It had a bunch of, um, uh, really nice appointments. The bells and whistles. Uh, but it was relatively inexpensive because it was so old. Yep. Like it was 2006. I bought it in 2000, she, 2011. And, um, it was a, a little old lady that owned it and she barely drove it. She just kept it in her garage and she kept it clean. Nice. Uh, immaculate. That car's tailpipe was immaculate. And, uh, I forget how much I paid for it, but I know it was dirt cheap. And um, I had uh, a pretty hefty check from an insurance company because my wife at the time had totaled her Jeep Liberty, not her fault. Uh, a tanker truck had spilled uh, nasty-ass rancid chicken fat all over the highway oh fuck and uh she and about 15 other cars ran through it and i want to say eight of those cars ran off the road damn mm. just like a banana peel. and she 
sideways, hit a tree oh, and bent the frame so that Jeep was totaled. Yep. Anyway, insurance company, since it was in my name, gave me a fat-ass fucking check for it and uh, went and bought that Honda. The dude at the dealership, the salesman, uh, actually didn't want to show us that car. We weren't supposed to see it, but some of course. You know, fucking helper guy dude. had taken it off and like put it over kind of beside the garage area where anybody could see it. I was like, what about that sucker? Uh, and nice. uh, then I showed him the check and bought it. And it had heated seats and it hauled fucking ass. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Score. Haul your heated meat across that street. Fucking love it, man. It's fantastic. What about you? Me? I remember. I remember the first heated seat that heated my meat. It was quite a treat. We rode this Lincoln Continental from Chicago to Green Bay oh. for like a pilgrimage to Lambeau Field when I was, uh, I want to say eight. A luxury vehicle. The luxury vehicle was, uh, we, we flew from KC to Chicago O'Hare and then rented the car in Chicago and drove the rest of the way to Green Bay. And it was this Lincoln Continental. My dad was just living the high life in it, man. Him and me were, uh, plenty of heat for the meat in the seat and uh we just thought we were like that was the nicest car we, either of us had ever been in up to that point in our lives in 1998 we just thought we were in a fucking little showboater vehicle the old lincoln continental man my dad probably said lincoln continental 400 times during that trip i bet you man he should have gotten some value back from them no doubt <laughs> he's very into it yeah the pack one and uh Oh, nice. I got, I just did not prepare for the snowy weather and shit. My feet got wet at some point because I stepped in some fucking dumbass puddle. So then I had to change because my socks were wet. You can't, <sighs> you can't just stand there in the stadium for the whole game with wet socks. You can't do anything with wet socks. So I changed my socks at the stadium and for a moment was barefoot at Lambeau Field. Wow. Excellent. That's quite sexual. It was a time. Yeah, like, again, I was eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, feet, though. Feet? You go right to the sexy, huh? Oh, yeah, it's the root of your body. It is root. That much is true. So, yeah, that was the first heated seat upon which I perched my meat. Very nice. Lovely story. Yeah. Now I have them, but you can't engage them. You couldn't engage them today, man. It was too hot. Oh, too yeah. Too hot, man. Too hot to handle. Yeah. Uh, you know how I said that uh, the phones were ringing off the hook? Yeah. Yeah, it was a fucking lie. <laughs> oh. That was a lie. But uh, we do have to pick just a better F-tie, I think. People yeah. were just not feeling it. People just don't sit there, meet upon a heated seat. Anything with poop or pee? <laughs> I mean, this is that's what the bowlers want. Uh, I think Cotton Gin got a mileage out of the ISOs during this, uh, this little <laughs> good. chunk. I hope. Well, there's farted during sex. That oh, nice. that's a good one. Pretty in there. There's had something in my butt. Hmm. <laughs> that could go a lot of different directions. <laughs> uh, got promoted, got my blood drawn, got drunk. Peed during a live podcast. There's some more pee stuff. You like pee or poop, right? Is that what you said? Pee, pee, poo, poo. P.S. 
Yeah, farted during sex or peed during a live podcast. Only one of us has a story for peed during live podcast, so... What? I, yeah. Oh. Well, I could have, like, the that's first a, time I ever had someone on my butt a, or whatever. That's a never have I ever for me. Oh. That's a well, never we'll have, have I ever change that before we do it. First time I had something in my butt? You want to go with that? <laughs> yeah. You want to go with that? I do want to go with that. Uh, Oh, now I'm noticing that it says hid, which I think limits oh. it this is a c-dubs one isn't it it is c-dubs but you know what he's quiet in the chat so i'm gonna i'm gonna make it had to widen the window of possibilities <laughs> i've never hid something in my butt but i've had something in my butt a number of times and i do remember the uh the first one he says hide yes <laughs> look man uh you can go with hide as an optional, um, yeah. Uh, what do you call it? It's an option, yeah, to have and to hide. You can take the optional hide sneak on this play, uh, but generally, had something in your butt. I think more people have a story of some time that they had something in their butt, and uh, you can always call 816 607 3663, uh, to remain completely anonymous and talk about the first time you had something in your butt, uh. Also, you can text if you're just too ashamed to say it out loud. Same number works uh, for text messages. 816-607-3663. And uh, with that, usually what we say is... Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Yeah, let's go bowling. This is a bowling podcast. Yeah. Don't you know? It's true. I actually wanted to start off this segment with a correction. Oh. So after doing some more digging... About that Statue of David story. Yes. It turns out that that ultimatum handed to the principal wasn't because of the David lesson completely. Uh-oh. That David was just the straw that broke the camel's back. Oh. Yeah, she had been ignoring policies and procedures, and uh, she didn't inform parents of this plan, which was... I don't think you need to inform parents that you're going to teach their child about Renaissance art personally, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, if it's if it's school policy, if then, you're sending you know. the kids to public school, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. and then you're gonna say, "Oh, you can't see the Statue of David." Like, yeah, wh why though? It's hilarious. I was actually reading a a CNN Probably article the on single it. most famous statue of all time. Yeah, maybe the Statue of Liberty. Well, CNN had in their headline that the principal was fired over David, and then. It, in the body of text that is this article, it says, like, oh, the board was unhappy with her performance and she failed an assessment and an, an assessment and was ultimately let go. So it's like uh, not necessarily. So she actually David. showed them to David's wang and they said, Ah, oh, you have to take a dum dum test, but then she failed yeah. the dum dum it's test. It's not like the principal showed it to him, it was one of the teachers, you know. But she definitely failed the dum dum test. Once you fail the dum dum test, then I guess that's the end of the line. No matter what kind See, of penis you showed anybody, you know, the story just got people talking about things that make nothing but sense for, uh, you know, ramping up for elections. Florida, DeSantis, and parents. Oh, uh, there you go. Kind of a hit piece. We got tricked. Oh, well, I also did mention in the bowl how. When I went to school, they put a sticky note over. Oh David's yeah, penis. we watched Romeo so, and Juliet, and they're like, "Look away!" And I was like, 
<laughs> didn't look away, and it was like the boobs in Romeo and Juliet were so awkwardly non-sexual. It was like the boobs in Romeo and Juliet were like looking at your sister's boobs somehow. It was like not, I don't know. It wasn't a big deal. It was weird. It wasn't much to see, Yeah, if I recall correctly. It wasn't like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hubba, hubba. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just some regular boobs. Ah, just another pair of tits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the only way I've felt, uh, one of the few times I've felt that way in my life. Oh, uh, a- okay, another pair of tits. Boobs should just be no big deal, you know? Yes. Free the boobs. Well, anyways, you're going to love my first story tonight. Kids and residents of Cambridge, Massachusetts are on high alert as the town deals with aggressive wild turkeys. You know, this is a story that gets repeated every few years. They just wait till someone has a moment that scared them enough to need help or whatever. Like, I remember, I think it was when I was in high school, there was a pregnant lady that got surrounded by turkeys in Cambridge and just, like, didn't know what to do, so she panicked. I remember her being on the news being like, it was a traumatic experience. And someone had come out of their house with a broom and just shooed all the turkeys away. Some turkeys, dude. I know. Like, I don't know. There's certain raptors, okay, that can really put a hurt on you and draw some blood in a fast uh, manner. But a fucking bunch of turkeys, dude, and you can't, like, posture even, at least. Any bird. I'm not getting taken down by a fucking bird, man. I've never understood, like, the the shutdown mentally on on birds. Have you watched The Birds? Even the... No. I mean, I've seen scenes in it, but I have not sat down front to to end and watched The Birds. (laughs) Um... No, I would say, like, uh, even when I was a kid, the swans and the geese are fucking dicks, right? And they'll come yeah. up and start hissing at you and they shit. They totally and, like, are dicks. Puff your chest out. No fucking way, dude. No way. I'd go, like, toward the bird. Bird's yeah. coming at me. You go toward the bird. The bird goes, oh, shit, and flies away. Yeah. Sometimes, on very lucky occasions, you can chase the bird down and, like, get a little, like, toe of a kicking on its ass. Yep. Or on its chest. But usually it's already flying away before you can get to it. So you always just go for bird and bird goes, bah! and freaks out. Like the bird is supposed to be the one that's panicking and shut down. Exactly. You are the human. Come on, man. Come on, humans. Look at a goddamn chart, man. Science. Yeah. Well, well taxonomy. You know. <laughs> There's no bird that's above you on the food chain, homie. Yeah. And turkeys <laughs> are pretty cool. So act like it. Gobble, gobble, motherfucker. This article all kicked off because a mail carrier was attacked by turkeys. And of course, you know, Cambridge, it's a very upscale place. Oh, yes, I can. um, (gasps) What? I was attacked by a turkeys. Exactly. Like, bro. They hang out in groups. They sit in your lawn. They fly. I got surrounded by Thanksgiving dinner. I had my hands in the air. Well, that's just a problem. I was in the fetal position. Just kill the turkey and then eat it. Should be that simple, but of yeah. course, we live in a society. Anybody over the age of five should not be losing any fights to turkeys. Yeah. You know, they have this warning. If your kids are walking home from school, keep an eye out for the turkeys. I mean, turkey neck, even in a kid's hand, you're done. Yeah. Yeah, that's just an easy grip. Yeah. You are alpha. Swing your partner round and round. Believe it or not, humans. Come on, humans. Y'all scared and shit. It's all in your mind. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. 
Yeah, there's 25,000 turkeys in Massachusetts. Fun fact. Those are rookie numbers. We gotta get them turkey numbers up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. I'm dropping this next story in the chat because it's very, it's more visual uh, than anything. Did but I, uh, sorry, did I give anybody a good Oh, you that? did. I think you actually gave the turkeys oh, a turkey. Oh, you're right. I gave the turkeys a turkey. It was a win for the turkeys. Yeah. That's for the guys getting uh, L's on their fight record from turkeys. That's for you. That's In that gutter ball. Massachusetts. I mean, what happened? <laughs> Where it all began. Yeah, man. Don't be a bunch of turkeys, Don't you guys, guys still know how to put rocks and snowballs and fucking throw them at British turkeys? Just pretend the turkeys are redcoats. That's right. Yeah. Don't anyway. be wicked fucking retarded, kid. Just grab the turkey by the neck. Bingo, bango, bongo. This next story is hilarious. So this 21-year-old went out ghost hunting in Frontier Village, Texas. And he says he interact. he sensed, okay, I guess he didn't say interacted, but he sensed a spirit of what he thinks is a little boy. And then he leaves his ghost hunting. He probably hasn't been properly trained on, you know, leaving spirits behind, not getting followed, whatever. He just went about his day. Ah, I ghost hunted, I felt... A spirit, and uh, now I'm back at work. Well, he worked in a grocery store, and as he's leaving work, he's walking through the parking lot, and there's an abandoned cart just sitting there. He says something to it, and he gets in his car, and <laughs> this fucking cart spins all the way around and just goes right for his car, man, right when he shuts the door. Did $25,000 worth of damage to his car. So you know what he's saying? Insurance fraud? No, it was a ghost. The ghost put the cart <laughs> into his car. I mean a ghost. That's what I meant. Yeah. But I just, I watched this video and it really brought me great joy because <laughs> the cart really does like flip all the way around and go straight for him. Holy crap. Yeah. It's why you don't talk shit, even if it's an inanimate object. Yeah. True. Energy. It's everywhere. Yeah. Uh, now. <laughs> like, what do you have? <laughs> What do you have hostile hostile words to say to a cart? Like you have a hostility to throw at a cart. He's probably saying something to himself. He there's a video where he's talking over and he said something about his jacket. Mm. Oh, like he messed up his jacket. Just putting some negative vibes out there. Yeah, you know, man. The cart picked up on it. Cart Cart's was it. like, take that shit elsewhere. Bam, bam, bam. Twenty five thousand dollars worth of damage though. How do hmm. you do that much fucking damage? Big old dent. Cart sized dent right in his car. New car. That hurts. Seems like a big number, but, you know, if you're going to get a dent fixed, so probably a whole new piece. How are you going to explain that to your adjuster? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, I'm know. glad it's on video. That's a good thing, at least. It made national news. Yeah. So at least you got vouched for. Yeah. Maybe some people interested in the paranormal will just send him money. Send him value. Yeah. For making their day. He'll start a GoFundMe. <laughs> uh, yeah. Always wipe your shoes. When leaving a cemetery. <laughs> That's one hot tip that I heard on a ghost tour. I oh, yeah. Uh, but It's good advice. I thought wind at oh, first, you know. Just don't wear shoes at all to the ghost tour. Mm. That's sexual. Keep the ghost between your toes. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere you go. Yeah. <laughs> I thought wind at first, but the article says that the store front would have blocked the wind. So Well, a shopping cart can be blown by the wind but it's it's tough it's more of a hill 
vulnerability that yeah. shopping carts have. And it's looking like a pretty flat parking lot, my man. It's looking pretty flat to me. But yeah, the video, he's talking over it <laughs> with someone at the store because when that happened, he went in and was like, I got to see this footage. Like, what just happened? He thought someone pushed the cart into the car, you know, like a bit of a bastard. But then there is no one there. Just a cart flipping around on its own, going straight for his ass. Quite hostile. Hostile ghost. But yeah, it cracked me What's up. What's the zoomity doomies in and out? Well, they're taking the video, I think, is uh, security footage being filmed on a cell phone. So he's like holding a cell phone to the computer that's oh, playing the I security see. footage. Yeah. That makes it a little bit harder to determine what's going on. But uh, yeah, it's it sucks because the frame rate is really poor on this video. So it's like bing, 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 bing. And you don't really, it's hard to determine what time frame all this is happening. Yeah, in. But like how fast is that cart really moving? <laughs> I don't know. But it even kind of looks like the cart is heading towards the car next to his and then takes a slight little turn <laughs> at the end. Like, nah, man, I'm getting you. Uh, this is the this is the cart hill, though, man. Like, once once carts, the, the front swivelly wheels on the front of a cart will direct the cart directly to the downest hill mm. once it starts rolling. So, like, if you ever see a cart, no matter which direction it originally points in, in the fucking parking lot if it gets if you're in a angle you got to keep the foot on that cart because if you take your foot off it'll eventually just slowly just like a compass point to the downhill and then just start going just going well our all carts want to be free yeah and so they would just try to run away from the store and there's always that one wonky wheel it says with the ample experience <laughs> cart master yes see when the video first started my first thought was who didn't put their cart away? Oh, and I thought it was the kid. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's what you get for leaving your cart right there, man. But I was just leaving work. That sucks. Well, I got another story about someone getting caught up at work. Mm-hmm. This was a guy that works in the water supply facility in Louisiana. Gotcha. And, uh, you know. He tampered with a camera, which I'm sure kind of brought attention to, hmm, I wonder what that guy's doing. Why did he just move that camera? Oh, you know, no big deal. He's just walking out of his office, moving the camera, and peeing in the water, the city water, twice. Oh, gross. Yeah. So. <laughs> he didn't just get scolded on about it, like, hey. Uh, that's kind of gross, you know. That's our drinking water you're peeing into. The officials that saw the footage decided to call the police. <laughs> and that man was arrested and charged with contaminating drinking supply and damaging critical infrastructure. Okay. Which I'm not sure I understand. Yeah. And also, you know, they they show that they took water samples after the two PPs and the water still met safe drinking conditions, obviously. Yeah, a little bit of pee isn't going to ruin anybody's whole life. It's safe to drink the pee. <laughs> They've been telling us that for years. It's the poo-poo you got to worry about. Right. You know, not desirable to drink the pee for most. <laughs> There's some people who pay good money to drink the pee. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, it was a bad day for that guy. No doubt. <laughs> uh, so nice he did it twice yeah it's yeah. a big thing of water you know? just don't get caught 
oh, and I really feel like it was just him touching the camera that set off a red flag for someone. It would have set off a red flag for me. Why is he touching the camera? Well, that's there to watch him. What's he up to? Uh, people were wondering what he is up to with this one Florida man I read about this week. Uh, he always smelled like alcohol. Must have had a drinking problem. Was a teacher, an athletic coach since 2005. Got called to the principal. Dude's like, ah, oh, man, you always smell like alcohol. You gotta stop drinking on the job. And he's like, I don't drink. They're like, yeah, whatever, dude. Whatever, Florida man. Oh, my God. So then he became an athletic director. And after three weeks in that position, was pulled over and failed a sobriety test. Now, he says he wasn't drinking, but he smelled like alcohol and he was impaired. Slurred speech, no balance, poor coordination. I swear to drink, I don't have a god. Yeah, his wife was getting worried about him. She's like, why are you secretly drinking and denying it? He said, I'm not, I'm not. Maybe I'm tired all the time because I'm working 12-hour days, but I don't know. There's something going on. He couldn't continue working as an athletic director because he got picked up for DWI again within six months. Oh, my God. And then had pending felony charges. So he went to a doctor. And, of course, as the story goes, finds out he has auto brewery syndrome. What in the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? What in the fuck indeed? This is when the gastrointestinal tract converts food into alcohol. Oh my god. Yeah. So, so you're a, just a built-in booze bomb? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Holy With certain foods. Christ. You have to find out, you know, what's causing it and try and stay away from it, I guess. Uh, but it says if a certain bacteria, particularly in the GI tract, can metabolize or format the food that we eat and make that into ethanol. And then it can cross the intestinal epithelium and come inside the blood. Oh my god. Just come inside the blood. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. So yeah, it's just fermenting the carbs and sugars, I guess, in your stomach. and uh, Incredible. Then you're getting drunk off your own supply. Oh, uh, Servo actually knew it in the chat. Look at that. Called it. He called it. Basically <laughs> a yeast infection. Eh, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to like be suffering. I want to be hammered on my own timeline, but for a guy who doesn't drink to just be always hammered and like, oh Frank's hammered again. Yeah. He's always getting hammered. And the dude's like I don't know if I feel like you should, but I've never had a drink. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> like what the fuck, man? And I think the doctor test that they talked about in the article was he went in, they measured his BAC and it was good. And then they gave him a sugary beverage and it his uh Blood alcohol content just started going up, 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 and it just kept going up, and they were like, shit. Wow. You got a problem, dude. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to only have to drink, like, nine or ten root beers to get really hammered. <laughs> it only takes you a one and a half. Three sips. My God. Yeah. So, he has to check his BAC before driving. Damn. You know? Yeah. Taking his kids anywhere. It's pretty fucked up. It's messed yeah. Sorry, Florida man. That sucks. Yeah. Hopefully your two uh, earlier DUIs can, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Piss off. Be worked out somehow in yeah. a more reasonable manner. 
<laughs> it's auto-brewery syndrome, I assure you. <laughs> Here in Missouri, there is an eagle at the World Bird Sanctuary in Valley Park who is sitting on a rock, incubating a rock. Whatever it takes. Yeah. His name's Murphy. Oh, nice. No, it's a male eagle's job to incubate the eggs in the spring. Mm-hmm. You know, they, that's just what they do. It's a hormonal response. They have the uh, warmer meat. Yes, for the seat. For the, the seat. egg seat. Yeah. They got to heat the seat with their own meat. Exactly. Then have the technology. Protect the egg. So, you know, if anything comes near that rock, he's uh, cackling and attacking. Okay. So, uh they said don't feel bad for Murphy. <laughs> Giving him something to do. Yeah, he's just doing his job, man. Yeah, he just doesn't have a lady friend. Yeah. You know? You gotta fake it till you make it, just like old Murphy. That's right. He's just showing the ladies what he's made of. Yeah, he's like, look at this meat could be heating your seat and if has- you would take the time to greet. Greet the meat. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Oh, I know what you mean. <laughs> Poor dude, you know, he's compensating. He's in that sanctuary because he has a permanent wing injury and doctors say he will never fly again oh now i don't like people telling other people or animals what they can and can't do i believe in murphy you know maybe he will fly again yeah believe in him but until then he's gonna sit on this rock and show the ladies what he's made of sweet (laughs) (laughs) sweet murphy uh, well, I got a clip, another clip, because some people, you know, sometimes they just have a really bad day, and it turns into news. Tow truck driver shows up to the house, and we see him backing in the driveway, so I immediately figure, okay, I haven't made uh, my payment, so this is probably a repossession order on the car. He tried to call the loan company to make arrangements, but it was too late. The people on the phone said, has he hooked the vehicle? I said, Yes. And they said, okay, well, then in that case, we, we have to cancel what we're doing. There's, we can't go for, further because he's already repossessed the vehicle. That should have been the end of it. I went back inside and went downstairs. And then just seconds after getting downstairs, I heard a boom, like a really loud sound, glass shattering. But I hear mostly what I hear is a screaming. Broken glass, walls destroyed, chaos as the car sits in his living room. We have one girl. She just started walking. She was walking in the living room at the time. And the way that the car came into the living room, it pushed all of our furniture and knocked some things over and was got very close to her, but it didn't hit her. Ben says the home is uninhabitable and is at risk of collapsing. The tow company responsible, Dismuke Recovery, it's out of Lawrenceville, and says he hasn't heard a thing from the company since the March 22nd incident. On blast. They were reaching out to their insurance, so that's really all I got. I bet. Paul says the focus is for a new car for his wife and four kids. That could have been any one of, any one of us that got hurt. We thank God that that wasn't the case, um, and it was only the house that took you know the impact. God, that sucks, man. That would put you out. Yeah, and he was already behind on payments. You know, it's like the car's getting repossessed. Fuck. I think he will make it back, bro. Now it's uh, that's a that's a turd that's going to turn into a diamond over I think time. Because so. these fuckers are going to have to make him whole for yeah. the house for sure. Yep. That's all. And gratitude's the attitude. Yep. He was right. Everyone was safe. That's the important thing. You break it, you buy it, baby. Four kids. 
And like you said, his one-year-old was walking around the living room when that oh, happened. Man, Scares the life out of me. That, that makes your blood go oh. white, doesn't it? Yep. Sure does. Shit. Fun fact, he lives in Roswell. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Strange things are happening. Uh, but it might have been a normal day in downtown Portland when an Oregon man decided to chase pedestrians around with a forklift. Yeah, he stole it and finally got stopped by the cops going the wrong way. And then he was booked on charges of first-degree theft and unauthorized use of a vehicle. <laughs> Forklifts are fun to drive, dude. <laughs> it did sound fun. They're yeah. awesome. You can pick up incredible shit. And chasing people around and just, like, shouting madman nonsense. Yeah. It does sound like a good time. And it's like they can go pretty quick, but not quick enough to, like, if you see it coming, you can definitely get out of its way. Oh, for sure. But, uh... <laughs> but if you don't, yeah. surprise! It's all... Uh, it's a terrible thing to play around in a uh, forklift, but something about him is also fucking fun. Oh, uh, excuse me, sir, you need a license to operate that? <laughs> The horns on those are fantastic, dude. Yeah. They're an incredible machine. Gotta love it. Gotta love a forklift, man. They don't call it a door lift. No, they don't. <laughs> uh, there is a ramen shop in Tokyo that's getting some good press because the owner decided to ban smartphones. Oh. You said, I'm done with it. I'm done with this shit. Based in Boomer Pilled. Yeah, you customers, you sit here, you watch your videos, your noodles become stretchy and lose their flavor, and you're taking up my precious seats. Yeah, you damn kids. Eat and leave. Eat and leave. Yeah. Cranking motherfuckers through here. I feel like, and I'm, I might be speaking out of turn here, but I think there's just a respect aspect of, you know, eating quickly and getting on with your business in Japan. In Tokyo, especially. But also, he mentioned in this article that you know, when you're, if you listen to videos without headphones in, you are just being a total nuisance to the other customers. Oh, it's such a bother, man. Oh, it's annoying. Or when people are doing the video calls with people and they don't have headphones or nothing in, they're yelling, the other person's yelling. It's like, stop yelling at your phone. My goodness. Yes, I'm headphones. I know. I did that with you at the at the thrift store, but it was like you weren't yelling. I talked just like you you were right in front of me. Exactly. Like I tried to just make it like yo, you're here with me for a second, and I'm showing you these things. You understand how the technology works. Yeah, it was like a microphone, and you can talk at it at a normal volume, and it'll pick you up. Yeah. Well, he also said that he's not putting up a sign like. Oh no, smartphones allowed in here. He just wah, wah, goes out and just smacks the phone out of people's hands when they pull it out. He claims that he talks to the customer individually, uh, you know, if he sees that behavior. Sir or madam, I am asking you respectfully put your phone away. <laughs> right away. Or I will beat you within an inch of your life. That's right. Karate chop. <laughs> there was a time capsule opened in San Francisco this past week on Mount Davidson. Marking a hundred years since the first Easter sunrise service there. Yeah, this big old concrete cross that went up in 1934 there, which was the year, of course, the capsule was buried. Hmm. 89 years old, this capsule was, the things inside of it. Uh, the two most publicized items they expected to find, they had read about in the paper, 
One was water from the River Jordan and rocks from the Garden of Gethsemane Gethsemane, in Jerusalem. But they were surprised to find like 30 or 40 other items. And at the posting of this article, they hadn't gotten to the water or the rocks. They're still going through them, looking for it, I guess. Wow. They said the wind picked up while they were doing the ceremony. And so they had to just put everything back in the box and everyone's wig pack flew it off. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, they're pulling out newspapers. Ah, uh, yeah. And that's going to fly away. Old ass shit, man. You can't have that being. Why would you even just do that outside? I mean, I understand it's buried outside, but like pull it out, take it in the church and look through it, right? Agreed. I think that would have been the way to go. Doi. But, you know, they didn't think it through. And uh, they did mention they found a preserved olive branch from Jerusalem. In the capsule. Mm. Lots of newspaper articles. The funnies. I saw the funnies. The color was great on it. It was really cool to see. There was a phone book. Nice. Yeah. What do those look like? (laughs) What's a phone book? (laughs) Uh, They said the only item falling apart in the capsule was a Bible from 1848, which of course is the year the gold rush began. Yeah. So, yeah, probably put in there in that condition. Then they were asked, what... Are you going to put in the capsule that we're going to bury for people 100 years from now? Tide pods. Oh, you're so close. (laughs) A vaccination card. Oh, that's so close. No, face diapers. A face mask. Oh, my God. No. A summary of pop culture events. Which, boy, I'm sure that was objective. And pop culture, just such an eye roller. Uh, They put the days, you know, the paper from that day. And they were gleefully talking about in this article how the front page showed a big old picture of Trump with his impending arrest. (laughs) (laughs) An iPad Pro where the only thing on it is the uh, wet-ass pussy video. Oh, gosh. They said they were trying to stay away from technology. Oh, I see. Cheap bastards. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, they they were, you know, they put a fucking piece of face trash in, but they don't like it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, you know, you replace uh, neat things with trash is what they did. But, you know, they said they also put some Bibles in there, multiple Bibles, uh, an American flag, and scout patches. Put a rainbow strap on dildo in there. They might have snuck it in. You never know. Unspecified scout patches. Unspecified scout patches, okay. Yeah. They also included the 1934 invitation letter to FDR for the lighting of this cross on Mount Davidson from an activist who turned Mount Davidson into a city park. So adding uh, historical relics to the time capsule. Yeah. Like, oh, this was our time, but look at the time before our time. because like, that- This is an actual letter that was ignored by the president. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, they buried it and nothing of value was lost. When <laughs> they just went on and on about the face mask, it just grossed me out. The fucking face mask. Ugh. Oh, well. A hundred years from now, they will marvel at our trash. Yeah. Jesus. Even just the front page of a paper, trash. Well, there's that. And I've got one final story for the lanes tonight. Uh-oh. There is a dad... And he had some vision problems, so he decided to go order some glasses online. What could possibly go wrong? I don't know. I don't know, you know. 
Should have had a seeing eye kid with him because the man ordered 60 pairs of glasses because he couldn't quite see the website. Nice. That'll fix it. Yeah. Luckily for him, the company did take 59 pairs of the glasses back. So, he didn't have to pay for all of them. That's good. Yeah, you got to get those returns in before the quarterly report. Yeah. Just cover shipping and handling, slave. Otherwise, the board will just spend your money. Wow, what a bowl. It's a late one. It is. Just past 1 a.m. here in FEMA Region 7. Woo! But really feeling it. Thanks for hanging out, bowlers. We love you so damn much. And we'll be back to the same old bowl time on the same old bowl channel next Tuesday. That's right. 9 p.m. Central. Very excited about it. Also excited about talking to M. Andrew Jones this Friday night. Oh, me too. Be there. Author extraordinaire. We'll get to pick his brain. See what he's all about. Um, But you already know what we're all about. And we'll be all about it next Tuesday again, 9 p.m. Central. Until then, I will remain Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I'll be Dame DeLorean. Till next time, bowlers. May your bowls burn ever brighter. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. Tell me sick. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. Tell me sick. That's a dumb place to eat bowls. Bowl after bowl. 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 Dance and move your legs around. What? 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 I'm a supporter of human beings. Bing, bing, bing. People loved or hate Bruce Springsteen. Who, 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 who.